The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers Download, where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be, Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. From the Speed Sport Podcast Studios, powered by My Race Pass, here are your hosts, Justin Prince and Taylor Burris. Welcome to this week's edition of the iRacers Download, Speed Sport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. I'm Justin Prince with Taylor Burris, our producer, Richard Colbrett, as we discuss the week that was once more given iRacing. Let's start things off on the discussion tonight, getting a little bit word about Lawsie. So far, so strong when it comes to the World About Laws Thrustmaster Sprint Car Series this year, Taylor, as they've kicked off and are in full force for their new campaign already. They certainly have, and it's been an exciting championship series from start to finish, even though we are in the early stages of it. But yet, there's always one name that you can never count out for when it comes to racing these sprint cars or any dirt racing cars in the World of Outlaws IR Racing Series. And it is multi-time champion Alex Bergeron who will be joining us here on the download, Justin. And I have to say, I've been able to talk to him both in the sim and in person and he's got a lot going on besides both real world and in the virtual world. Yes, indeed. Let's talk with Alex Bergeron. Alex, first things first, thank you very much for taking the time to speak. Let's to start things off for the season. A couple races in after what's been an interesting start to the campaign. How would you describe the start of the campaign so far a couple rounds in? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, you know, it, it's it's been strong. We we had uh, two wins in the first two races. Um, we had definitely had strong runs both of the nights. Um, third night was uh, a bit difficult for us. Um, not sure what happened really, um, but we had a very very difficult round and uh, we couldn't make it into the feature. So now we're back in seventh in the points uh, instead of leading the championship. Uh, but we're gonna keep working hard and um, stay in the hunt. That was gonna be my next question there because did notice that after the two straight straight victory should say. Timothy Smith winning the third race of the season at Williams Grove for reference. In terms of this season, you mentioned already the difficulty getting out of one of the heats and in turn getting yourself towards that feature. That's been a battle for many years, and it's been a championship killer if you don't make it. How would you describe that, even though it's been so early now in the season, where you're having to come back now from a sizable margin, 190 points for Evan C for reference is the points lead? to your 156. Yeah, I mean, we're still very close. Uh, I mean, I was 
about 30 points ahead uh, to second, and now I'm seventh in points, but only 34 points behind. So it's really not that bad. Uh, I think we just need to keep working hard because um, there's a lot of people that miss features and top runners. And uh, I think a lot of people are going to miss features this year just because it's very tough, very difficult. Everyone can can do very good and you got to be really on your toes and, um, you know, just outwork everybody if you want to win it. That's one of the major things we've seen already so far. Timothy Smith, for reference, who picked up the win, currently just 11 of the point standings for reference. But in turn... We've seen a lot of changes over the years with the dirt side. We've seen you rise up and build up some experience in the real world. Of course, there's a lot of expectations for this season, though, in turn, because right now, to put it politely, you're in the position to potentially be one of the greatest, if not the greatest, in terms of winning the amount of world championships on that most championships list. So you, we've talked a bit about the pressure of that in the past, but now that... The reality of that is getting closer. How would you describe that personal mindset with how things have turned out in the championship side and knowing that this year could be a major milestone if it happens? Keyword if. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it, it definitely would be amazing. And um, it's such a great achievement uh, if we do get it. Um, but we just got to stay focused on, on what we have to do and do our job, really. Um, I'm, I'm not really thinking about that. Um, every race is a new race, and every week is just it's, it's another race, so we just have to do our job. And um, last week, we did everything we could, just didn't, didn't go the way we, we would have wanted. So it's, it's a bit harder for us right now, um, but it doesn't stop us. You know, we, we're still in the hunt. We're only 34 34 points behind so we still have a, a good chance but we gotta like i said keep working hard um do our testing and, and keep doing what we do every week and um you know we're very confident just something something like that can happen in a season and just yeah it's harder to go clinch the championship after that uh but like i said i think uh, there's gonna be a lot of people that you know we're gonna miss features because it's everyone can be very good every race and so it can vary like that. So definitely, uh, like I said, keep working hard and um, just make sure that we hit our marks every lap and uh, do what we did in the first two rounds. Walk us through a little bit here, Alex, of the difficulty of this championship now compared to when it first came out a couple of years ago with the World of Outlaws and their partnership. Because, you know, when you first were part of this championship, you were the dominant factor week after week, always either up on the front row, winning or up on the podium, but here it seems like the championship has just been even more aggressive with the drivers who come up, a lot more people who put more time and emphasis. What do you think is that factor that could be to make this series, I have to say, more competitive than probably even some of the other world championships that we have on the iRacing platform? Um, I think it's really because iRacing keeps improving, and it's a good thing. Um, but the dirt, everything on the dirt side is getting better and better uh, each season. And, you know, it just gets better as we go. So there's more factor. The track is changing more. There's more things to, you know, take in the facts. Uh, you know, like we had the um, tire usage that came in on board a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, I should say. It's been a while, but it's been there, you know, and tire usage is, is big in dirt racing. So that's something that came into play. And there's so many other things, Any like any other factor that is used huge um into this because they improved this so uh that's why we have to be more on our toes and, and work even harder um you know I, I wouldn't say we uh were 
far from what where we used to be. Um, you know, we won the first two races, but uh, you know, we just got to keep going at it because that's the only way we're going to have a shot at the end. Um, as soon as you let off a little bit and you think you have it, and you really, really uh, didn't win anything, so you got to keep doing it. Even even if you're running good in the championship, still got to work hard and um, you know do everything you have to do. Also, here recently, you haven't not only been doing things in the virtual world, but also being a part of working with others in the actual world using virtual racing. I've noticed you had a couple of uh, karting events of this past year in 2023. Tell us a little bit more about this uh, deal that you've got working out. Yeah, we definitely, with our partner, A1 Simulation Power Info, we, uh, we had a couple of outings. Uh, we went to Las Vegas last year, the end of the year. Um, Quite frankly, in this around time, November last year, went to Vegas uh, for the the biggest karting event of the year at the end of the year. So uh, that's that's very huge for us, and uh, definitely going out there to you know just uh, try to uh, promote the product that they have and such great simulators that they have going on. So uh, same thing, went to Florida at the beginning of the year, and uh, that's that's where actually I, I met you there. So uh, definitely was a great time, and they have great things. So just look it up, uh, Parainfo, uh, A1 Simulation. They have great karting simulators. They have all sorts of simulators they, they sell. So uh, great products. Uh, that's what I'm running. So uh, definitely happy about everything they do. It certainly is. And what, what makes the A1 Simulation so unique compared to other companies that are out there? Um, I think they definitely improve a lot of things. They have custom stuff that they do, um, you know, like the pedal kit they had for the karting simulator. It's all custom. Uh, there's no other product like that on the market. Well, Alex, I mean, we have to say a phenomenal year so far. I mean, you also did a little bit of the off-road world championship. Then earlier in the year, you did the dirt late models. Uh, what was it like balancing out these three different championships to be able to still compete at a, such a high level that you are showcasing? Yeah, we, we do our best. Uh, Pro 4 was definitely good for us for a couple of rounds. Um, I won a race and uh, it was great. Just even in that competition, it's, it's very tough and you got to work super hard for that as well. So every year it just gets tougher and tougher and the competition gets harder. So, you know, it just, it makes it better in a way. Um, but, you know, it just makes us work even harder. And it's, it's a good thing because uh, obviously you got to work hard to, to achieve those things. Well, Alex, we have to say we look forward to seeing what you can accomplish for the rest of this campaign going into 2024. Uh, is there anything up on the horizon for you outside of the world of outlaws, maybe a little bit even in the real world? Because we do know that you do compete occasionally in the real world with some dirt racing. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we were preparing for our 2024 season. Um, obviously, we're always looking for partners to get on board with our real 360 sprint car. Um, not a 410, but still does the job and, you know, can't really afford a 410, unfortunately. Um, but we do have a real race car and we have the equipment, just need to find partners and have the fundings to be able to go out there and showcase what we can do. Um, you know, we did one race last year, did pretty well, you know, we qualified pretty good and, um, you know, the, it was it was decent, just didn't have the, the feature result I would have wanted, but we were up there. I mean, we were, we did everything we could. So uh, a lot of lot to learn, obviously, in the real world, you know, just didn't do enough outings in the real world uh, to to have everything to, to know everything, I should say. So uh, but we're up there. I mean, we, we have the pace, just uh, need more outings to be able to, to go out more times and have more time on the track, more seat time, they call it. So um, but I know we can do a lot of good things. So 
um, we just got to keep working hard to find partners and uh, be able to go out there uh, this this upcoming year. So hopefully uh, a couple outings. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how many times we're able to hit the track, but um, at least at least once would be uh, the goal right now. Well, where can people go to follow your career going into and if they want to even inquire about other opportunities with you for the real life or in the virtual world? Any any social media platform, Facebook, uh, Instagram, you know, mostly uh, at Racing Bergeron or Team Aberry Sports on Facebook is where you can find me easily. Well, Alex, thank you so much for your time. We look forward to seeing you competing next Monday night, of course, for the iRacing World of Outlaws Thrustmaster World Championship Series. As, of course, you have to get ready for the next race, which will be at the Lincoln Speedway on December the 4th. So thank you for your time, Alex, and we look forward to seeing you at the next race. Absolutely. Thank you for having me today. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. That is Alex Bergeron, multi-time iRacing World of Outlaws champion. And coming up after the break, news of the week. You're listening to the iRacers download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back to the iRacers Download from the Speedsport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass. Taylor Burns here along with Justin Prince as we look ahead to some of the new things that are happening in and around the world of iRacing, as well as some of the big events that happened this past week. And Justin, first and foremost, we got to talk about the World of Outlaws Thrustmaster Sprint Car Series at Williams Grove, where Timothy Smith takes home a dominant win in this race as he was holding off a hard charging Noah Carpenter and Evan C, another multi-time dirt racing champion on the iRacing platform to round out your podium finishers. But I think that biggest thing that was a tough break, Alex Bergeron didn't even make it into the top 20 for this event. As you mentioned, yeah, just not making a feature, making the feature this time out. And again, I think that's a big blow in terms of how things could play out for the championship. He mentioned expecting that to be more commonality this year, especially with the talent level rising up. And I have to agree with how things potentially could play out here in the early going for this championship. It seems to be this year, yes, you still want the track position. Yes, you still want to be up front. But the major thing has already been emphasized here, just even looking amongst the top runners outside Timothy Smith and Noah Carpenter, Evan C., Ryan Avila, Todd Rochelle, basically you had to start at five in the top five to be in the top five outside of Avila. Essentially, qualifying is going to be the most important thing, I think, all year now, once again. And that rings back to a couple of years ago, and we're seeing that come out to play with Timothy Smith, where he's had some struggles getting out of traffic in the previous hour races. He gets clean position, he runs away. Pretty clear that you give someone good track position with a good car, they can run away. They certainly can, and that's what Timothy Smith did, and he just absolutely did an amazing job to hold off and continue on his way. Of course, a lot to look forward to going into the next race as they head to Lincoln County Speedway for their next event. Court catch all the action live on iRacing and on Dirt Vision at 9 p.m. on Monday night, December the 4th, 
for all the exciting action. Meanwhile, we have to go into the world of E-NASCAR competition. First off, the E-NASCAR College Series was at Watkins Glen, a little bit of road course racing, and University of Iowa's Stephen Wilson goes back-to-back to win at this event. He had a hold off a hard-charging University of North Carolina at Charlotte Garrett Lowe to wrap up the top two. Then seven seconds back, it was Cal State Fullerton's Logan Clampett to round out the top three. And this battle here between Wilson and Garrett Lowe was exhilarating. Less than two-tenths of a second separated the top two as they come across the line. To quote Stephen Wilson's tweet after the finish, he sent me, I sent him, we sent each other. Quite simply, it was comparable to what you've seen in 2012 with Watkins Glen with Marcus Ambrose and Brad Keselowski after what happened with Kyle Busch on that crazy final lap, if you remember back in the day. And in turn, it felt exactly like that with a bunch of the pushing, jumping across the racetrack. And even though Wilson technically led all the laps, it could have went either direction. Both the drivers with a lot of E-NASCAR experience, the Coke level, both of them proving that they're very solid road course racers. And that was the expectation coming in to see Steven Wilson do well. It's just a matter of, in a race like that, can you hold off the bumpers? Can you make sure your car holds on when both of you are sliding through the grass? Quite simply, Wilson did so in the midst of a lot of contact there. It's gonna be. It was really exciting from start to finish. With that, though, even though Stephen Wilson missed the first race at Daytona, he is still within a striking distance for the championship for the eNASCAR College Series. Logan Clampett leads it right now with 135 points. Garrett Lowe second place. Then you have Matthew Norton, Morton from Ohio State Newark in fourth. Manchester Community College's very own Jose Solis Jr. in the fifth position. And of course, this is a little bit of a break now. We're now in the winter break for a lot of these colleges. So it's now time we have to wait till January of 2024 for the fifth race, which will utilize the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series trucks at Michigan. If you are in college and want to have a chance to compete in this series, you have from January 3rd to January 16th to go on the iRacing Time Attacks and set your best time on the iRacing platform. Then, if you are in a certain bracket, you get to compete Tuesday, January 23rd at 8 p.m. on this event where we will see the top split edition broadcasted live on eNASCAR and iRacing's social media platforms. And with that, we go from one of the top college series to the eNASCAR Contender Series. And this was exciting to watch from start to finish. Caden Honeycutt took home the checkered flag, while Vincente Salas took home the title to win and guarantee his return into the E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, along with Honeycutt in 2024. But it wasn't out his fair share of some controversy. I know a lot of drivers were looking at drivers such as Vincente Salas after that race regarding some situations, especially across social media. Yeah, that's an understatement, to say the very least. And while Vicente and Fricade and Honeycutt cut both of the friends worked very well all throughout the season, it's pretty understandable where some of the tempers lie because you're talking about where you're in a spot where two drivers are already locked in and they turn two of the drivers on the bubble. If I was them... On the bubble, I should say, and you lose out because of that happening in the middle of the field, my thought is, 
calling on social media is an understatement you could make. You're absolutely furious. And I don't blame you, them whatsoever. And I don't blame a lot of the comments, especially Logan Clampett, who is the points leader, by the way, for the college series and now retired for the Coke series, calling out specifically because of how he's attracted attention to himself. We heard that Sal was saying himself a couple weeks ago when the iRacers download, he feels he needs to drive that way in terms of the way the races are going. And, well, the problem is you're not going to make friends when you're basically using the bumpers and you're wrecking whenever you're not in the race lead. Simple as that. I mean, it is a point to think, but if you do think about it, Justin, I mean, that is the way, unfortunately, the world of sim racing has been. If you're not in the lead, you are, you're going to see a lot of aggressive driving. That very few drivers left in the sim, I have to say, who are at the top echelons, as I would say. Not maybe towards certain leagues or certain events, but the top echelons of official racing and these qualifiers, where we see drivers getting a little bit more aggressive week in and week out. And keep in mind, it's still not fully clear how many invites will go out. We already had Michael Conti officially confirm his retirement through the email process. Anybody who doesn't answer back to the email process, mind you, to iRacing in a timely manner, has their spot opened up to the next in line. In the case for 22nd, going to be Derek Justice. Then it's Daniel Smallwood, Agnel Phillip, and Anthony Burroughs. And the thought goes to drivers, especially like Burroughs, like Smallwood, where... You don't get involved in some of the incidents. You're talking about them potentially being locked in. Instead, we're talking about them possibly being the last ones out, if not the first ones that are in the line instead. And that's the toughest part, I think, in the case of Burroughs is, remember, he was basically the 41st driver in terms of a couple seasons ago. And ever since, he's been one spot shy every year in contender, and that's demoralizing, to say the very least. It certainly is. But with that, we got to take a look at some of the notable drivers outside of the ones we were talking about, Salas and Honeycutt, who are either returning or making their debut in the Enas Gar Coca-Cola iRacing Series. And I think the biggest one we have to talk about is multi-time series champion Real Fallow making his return. It, it's kind of It's kind of good to see in a sense, the king of E-NASCAR competition returning to E-NASCAR in 2024 for the Coke Series. Yeah, good on him once again. He's not done yet. I think it's going to be a interesting 2024 season in terms of the adjustment period, but Alfawa's still got some speed in him. Amongst those others in those lists, though, that I've noticed that have kept an eye on Septim Urchin, I think, was somebody who's been on the radar for several years, finally gets through. A lot of returning drivers who were a part of 2021 or 2022 and then fell out, like Holmes, Timothy Holmes, should say. Timmy Holmes. There's two Timothy. Timmy Holmes, if you include the Timothys. Briar LaPrade, of course. Cody Bias. The one driver I know a lot of people are talking about already is Kwame Scott, because... He's an hour one of the young drivers, and that basically means a return for Nexus Esports for the Technical Alliance side. It certainly is, and of course, with a driver such as Michael Conti retiring, you got to throw in a couple of drivers who are also possibly not returning. There hasn't been any official word from some drivers, but there's some who have not officially sent their request to return in 2024. Drivers such as Matthew Zwack, Derek Justice, Daniel Smallwood, they're all right there on the cusp. 
if the opportunity allows them to make their entry into this championship in 2024. And for Swack, remember he is amongst those that has done well in the league scene, quietly made his way through everything this year to be able to make his way into this chance. Agno Phillip, I think, is again the intriguing one because you're talking about a person a few years ago who originally started off in RSR competition, which is the league ran by Evan Pasoko, and ran during the, the winter time. It parlayed in turn, turned to an opportunity with A51, in turn to a technical alliance for the Contender Series. And you're talking about someone just within 10 points shy, or within 15 points shy, that basically is doing this while also working full-time at Pro oh, Publica in terms of his journalism work. So great credit to Angel Phillip. He's really impressed it, me. Really have to agree with that. Looking forward to seeing what the class of 2024 will be like for the E-NASCAR series. We won't really know till probably come January for the official announcement, but we do have a good idea so far. And, of course, still more to come in 2024. And speaking of 2024, we're only one week away from the famous Week 13 Build Week. And we already got a couple of pictures coming in for the brand-new Audi R8 LMS Evo 2 car. The brand-new GT3 update for the old edition of the Audi R8 that we have on the iRacing platform. I believe, if I remember correctly, one of the first GT3 cars added on the platform, other than maybe the McLaren and the Ford GT3. So you're looking at a very old car that's still used quite regularly in GT3 competition. Yes, indeed. And I think it's a necessary update when you think about it, because... It's been a while since that car's been fully updated, and with all the other cars being essentially updated, why not? Why yep. not? Because it's kind of necessary. It, it's it really extremely is. necessary. It is, and that just leaves really two more cars in the GT3 category that need an update. One is the McLaren. Of course, that McLaren would have to be a brand new McLaren car compared to what we're already seeing, similar to what we saw with the Ferrari 296 machine now instead of the 488 GT3 car. And the Ford GT3 car, I mean, safe to say, could we see a Ford Mustang GT3 in sometime in 2024 to be announced? Who knows? Don't know for sure. But of course, with iRacing's partnership with IMSA, it's safe to say that may come in the future. We're not saying it's official. We're just speculating here in this moment and who knows, even though iRacing only confirmed one new car, it, you always know for sure there could be one other little surprise thrown in when it comes to a new season. And I mean, well, one thing I have noticed is a lot of people are already rumbling because they're like, they're, it's getting to the point where if you post even the folder meme on social media, people are wondering, why is there a mean? Why is there a folder called GT3? Does that mean there's more GT3s? Does that mean you just click the one photo out of the two? Does that mean there's more than one folder of photos ready? Can I get access to that folder? Why can't I see that right now? Let's talk about this now being the car. I've confirmed it by the fact there's more than one folder. Calm down. There's few days until Wednesday. Yes, I mean, if you think about it, Justin, there is at least one, two, three supposedly GT3 cars that need to be added on the iRacing platform. 
One, of course, being the Lexus. Two and three, of course, being the brand new Ford Mustang and Chevrolet Corvette GT3 cars. So we still got time. I mean, of course, even if they don't come out in season one of 2024, we still have a whole calendar year coming up for iRacing to possibly tease us with these new beautiful GT3 cars going into 2024. Now, it's worth noting, there is one more thing, since we're talking about the social media side of things and in terms of update sides, there is one that is confirmed not to be in it. It's rain. And that's been delayed, they say, now for another three, four months. Yeah, so they're looking like it's going to be in about March of next year. We could possibly see rain. And it's good because I think a lot of people were speculating, oh, are they going to pull a little iRacing fun and have it rain 3 a.m. in sim during the Rolex 24 at Daytona during this year's uh, running or 2024's running, which would be fun, I'd have to say, but also very chaotic. Exactly. And it goes right back to my main point from the last time we talked about rain and when they were talking about it. Be sure it's ready. Because, again, if there's any sort of bugs like, say, cars going faster in the rain or anything like that, people are going to freak out. Especially since there's been so much hype in this, you can't afford to blow it. No. And I think they're falling into that mindset of, it's not going to be fully ready. There's a chance for bugs. Let's get all the bugs out. And I agree. That's a good call. Very good call, and we'll have to wait and see. So hashtag soon for all of those who are waiting for rain. So hashtag soon, everyone. So it's not much further, but there is something that is confirmed for the 2024 season one, and that's a new series concept. It's the iRacing Weekly Challenge, and it's more towards the roadside. It's 12 different weeks with different car and track combinations. So it's not like what we see with the Ringmeister or the Super Speedway series where it's different cars but similar tracks or the same track, but it's different cars, period, and different tracks, period. So for 2024 Season 1, it's going to be Week 1, the GT4 class at Laguna Seca, all the way to Formula V cars at Rutskogen, GT3 class cars at Spa, Clio Cup at Lime Rock, Street Stocks at Watkins Glen, MX-5 Cup cars at Rotolanta, and so many more. You can learn more information about this on iRacing's website. Just go to iRacing.com forward slash iRacing News and click on the iRacing Weekly Challenge debut. So pretty cool thing that's happening, and I have to see it. We may see more of this, possibly even on the oval side, where it's 12 different weeks with 12 different oval cars. I mean... Some people may say ah, it might be not really available to do compared to the roadside, but if you think about it, you got at least six or seven different classes of oval cars that you can put and a wide plethora of oval cars you could do. Well, technically, you're talking about Draftmaster. It is yes. going on on the oval side. So this is the road equivalent when you're thinking about it with the 12 different combinations available of car and track. Now... There is the interesting thing that is very different to the Draftmaster that I think that might be a trend towards what you're trying to say is they're talking about potentially having a quote-unquote dignified top split, which they consider as the main event for the top points. Looking to be on the Sundays is the talking about point by iRacing where it's a 20-minute race. 
They'll look to track the top splits of each rate week. $5 in credits for anyone who races in the top split in the main event. That's going to be an interesting little difference compared to DraftMaster, where it's just the standard race week. Yeah, it really will be. And it's interesting how that will play out in the new season, which we're only a couple of days or a few days away, I have to say. It's about four or five days away before we see this new build. Of course, a couple of other things. Uh, 18 new cars are scheduled to have the brand new damage model going into 2024 season one. So don't know which ones, but I've good guess of course is going to be of course the audi r8 lms gt2 or gt3 evo car as well as several other different brands so stay tuned for more information we won't be back next week we do have we won't be available to record next week so we will make sure we record the week after week 13 to give you the full rundown of some of the biggest things that happened in a it also gives us time to test out some of the new content as well and I'm very curious to see how a lot of it plays out. I'm very curious if it lives up to the hype, especially. I'm very curious if there's more than one folder. <laughs> we will find out. And, of course, we have to say thank you to all of you who tune in week in and week out when we record these episodes. We can't do it enough without you. And, of course, we look forward to seeing you guys. We have a at least one or two more episodes before we close out the 2024 year. And, We'll see what, or the 2023 year, I should say. And we look forward with 2024 as we are going to try some new things to see if we can bring it up to another level here on the iRacers download. It'll be a fun time to say the very least. And with that, we have to say goodbye for our guest, Alex Bergeron, for our amazing producer, Richard Colbreth, and my co-host, Justin Prince. I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers download from the SpeedSport Podcast Studio, powered by My Race Pass.